All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. So in this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And today is Friday, March 3rd. And yesterday, stocks rose in a, in a relief rally sparked by, uh, by Bostich, Fed uh, President Bostich, uh, support of a quarter point hike. Uh, but then we also saw yesterday rising labor costs and jobless claims uh, have investors concerned about interest rates, higher interest rates. So how will we close out the week? And most importantly, what trades are we taking and what's happening with our positions here today? By the way, if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hivecutter. This super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hodge. And we're real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So Trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here and looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And uh, geez, I mean, never a dull moment. What do you know? Just a couple of days ago, it looks like we had a losing week and now things are turning around. Yeah, not too bad, Marcus, not too bad. Uh, S&P now positive for the week, the Dow also positive, the NASDAQ positive, and uh, it, it did look like we were uh, going to be wrapping up the week really at, at lows that we hadn't seen uh, since earlier in January, but a nice little pop and uh, S&P back above 4,000. Yeah, it seems that investors are shaking off the higher interest rates because, I mean, we are still trading in the 10-year yield above 4%, a level that we haven't seen in quite a while. And the two-year yield, even though pulling back, is still at a, at a level that we haven't seen since, uh, what did we say yesterday? 2007. So, I mean, they are, the higher interest rates are still there, but right now traders seem to just shake it off. Exactly. And, you know, Marcus, today, uh, this rally with the 10 year actually falling makes makes sense. Right. So the 10 years down over one percent, it's pulling back a little bit. S&P um, right now higher. But yesterday, uh, the 10 year was up and uh, the, the markets were up. Yeah, but I mean, we're also looking at the two year and the two year today is rising and so are stocks. So that's something bizarre because usually we see when interest rates are rising that stocks are falling. So um, <laughs> interesting to see this. And uh, yeah, we have been talking about the 50 day moving average and 200 day moving average, 200 day moving average held as support. And right now we are trading above the 50 day. So what what's causing this rally, Mark? Well, Sound like a broken record, but it's all about the Fed and uh, inflation and interest rates. <laughs> so, I mean, this is where I think there was a little bit of a, a sigh of relief after Atlanta Fed President uh, Bostic said that he thinks that they could uh, raise rates a quarter point rather than 50 basis point. And that's that's what uh, we saw this uh, last week is the discussion around 50 basis points with inflation data just persisting in, in a, a, a resilient uh, economy and strong jobs market, uh, the Fed not being able to slow things down a little bit, there were concerns about uh, maybe a 50 basis point hike. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We're not out of the woods yet. And the, the economic calendar this week has been fairly light. Uh, I mean, this were really yesterday, I think this was uh, the important report 
uh, where we saw that unemployment claims are still coming in lower than expected, pointing to a very hot jobs market here and uh, the unit labor cost here rising by 3.2%. Next week, we have the all-important jobs report, but this already gave us a little bit of a glimpse. So I must say, I'm surprised that the markets are rallying. I, it, it did seem like there there was some uncertainty and concerns, and and I agree. I, I thought we uh, would go into the weekend uh, a little bit timid, um, but not the case. Looks like traders want to be long going into the weekend, and next week we do have a more active economic calendar. Uh, that's for sure. So just looking at the next week ahead, so uh, we have on Tuesday Fed Chair Powell testifying, and also on Wednesday, I believe for that one day it's in front of the uh, Senate and the other one in front of the Banking Committee, uh, something like this. Then we have the Jolts Jobs opening, and of course on Friday, the big one, the jobs report. And this is what really the Fed is concerned about right now, that the jobs market is still, uh, yeah, still super strong. Yeah, January, uh, the the big jobs number, 517,000 jobs added. So next week, uh, we're going to get a better uh, look or a better feel for uh, where the job market stands. And uh, th there could be some fireworks. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, talk about fireworks. I mean, yesterday, uh, the Dow was actually moving higher because CRM Salesforce uh, was just uh, up, up and away. Today, a little bit falling, but still massively up after uh, reporting great earnings. We talked about it yesterday. But then also uh, one of the stocks that has been in the spotlight is SI, Silvergate Capital. Did you see what's happening there? You know, I I know that there are some bankruptcy concerns and, and this is uh, tied to, to crypto. One of the reasons why uh, Bitcoin's down, but I, I don't know uh, the exact details on this one, Marcus. Yeah, we, we know that uh, FTX, the FTX exchange uh, exploded, imploded in November and uh, Silvergate, a bank that is really heavily tied to cryptocurrencies, already started moving lower from around 50 to, what, 26, so already cut in half here. And right now they are delaying their, um, their report uh, that, that they should actually schedule and say, yeah, well... We are still shifting a few things around, and this was, there are some concerns about bankruptcy. So the FTX uh, fallout still happening, sure. and yeah, as you said, this is where Bitcoin, uh, that has been very solidly trading here uh, above twenty three thousand, now dipping below twenty three thousand again this morning, even as low as twenty two thousand, and testing this level. A pretty pretty sharp decline after Bitcoin holding up above uh, uh, 23, 24, even touching 25 recently. Yeah. All right. We gotta. We also got to talk about crude oil. There is some uh, some action here this morning in crude oil. If you look at a five minute chart, uh, we just see what happened here. That earlier this morning, crude oil actually plummeting here. Uh, what, around 2.5% and now all the way recovering, rallying right now uh, around 4%. <laughs> Did you see what happened there? Now, this has to do with uh, uh, OPEC, right? In Saudi Arabia and yeah. the UAE? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so uh, they have had some disagreements, uh, the two countries and, uh, you know, 
what what the plan is for OPEC, and and this is where you know OPEC controls um, the uh, the you know, production of, of or not production, but the flow and output and uh, the number of barrels to try and uh, you could say manipulate or at least uh, you know have target prices. Um, and uh, it looks like uh, traders are trying to figure out what this means right now. Yeah, because this morning, uh, the United Arab Emirates basically said, yeah, you know what? I think we're done with OPEC. I I, I think we're, we're getting out of this. <laughs> this is where the neighbor Saudi Arabia said, what the heck? So this is where, yeah, I said, traders are figuring out, is this good news or bad news? Initially, this uh, sounded like, uh, okay, this means that now the United Arab Emirates can just flood the market with more oil yeah. and it's not curbed anymore. So oil prices went down but now moving higher. So we'll see what this does. But this is definitely affecting uh, some of our positions that we have. Yes, yes. We've uh, had a few oil and gas plays recently. And uh, there you see CTRA. Now, CTRA has exposure to uh, natural gas, but also uh, is highly correlated to moves in uh, in oil. And uh, we see here a, a big pop in CTRA, and uh, what's that up two uh, percent uh, above yeah. our? Yeah, we sold calls at the twenty-six strike. We've collected some nice premium over the last couple of months on this one, um, and uh, now trading at twenty-six thirty-two. Yeah, and this is where right now we are looking at a possible roll uh, into next week's twenty-six call. So uh, we, we need at least uh, 35 cents. Earlier this morning, we both tried to get 40 cents. This hasn't happened yet. So right now we are trying to get 35%, which would give us 61% uh, annualized. Based on my position, uh, another $1,890 in premium. So uh, let's see. So far, we have not been filled just yet. So that's uh, still that's still an open position. So if we can roll it, we will have CTRA for another week. If not, we're getting called away, and I guess that's okay because we have been in this since the beginning of December, uh, which is well within our parameters, maybe a little bit outside of our average length. Um, how long do we have usually? You have the stats. About six weeks, at, at least in 2022, we were typically assigned for six weeks. Um, so it, it definitely goes beyond what a, a typical uh, wheel trade looks like, um, but still trading in a nice range there. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this one a bitter, a little bittersweet. Um, I wouldn't mind rolling and staying with it for another week. Uh, it does have a dividend uh, in two weeks too. Yeah, and that's a dividend of fifty-seven cents. So that's not bad at all. Uh, I have a position of uh, fifty-four hundred uh, shares. Uh, so that would uh, give me around three thousand dollars in dividends. So yeah, let's see what, what happens here for the remainder of the day. It seems after the initial push up, we have been moving sideways here. So if there's a little bit of drop uh, going into the close, we might get filled here. So we'll definitely keep you posted and let you know on Monday of what happened here with our CTRA position. If it is time to say goodbye or if we are in it for another week. Yep, yep. Now another trade with some exposure to oil, Oxy. Oxy, uh, this is a, a trade that I did uh, earlier this week. So I sold the 58, you sold the 57. What I did as uh, we rallied yesterday, I was able to close uh, my puts that I sold and uh, yeah, actually make some good money on this. You Did you close yours yesterday or are you going to let yours expire? You, you know, uh, yesterday I had an order to close at two cents and it looked like uh, the offer got down to three. 
um, but I was not filled. So I still have uh, those 57 puts that are going to expire today. Haha. <laughs> okay. Now, since I was able to close it this morning, there was an opportunity to actually enter the exact same trade again, which uh, I did. You really like the uh, 57 strike better, right? I like the 58. And this morning, uh, right after the close, it was possible to get 50 cents for this. That's pretty much the exact trade that I did earlier this week, uh, closed yesterday. And now I'm doing this for next week. So uh, this is another uh, nice $1,400 in premium here. But uh, you didn't like the 58. I, I, I appreciate the 58. Uh, but looking back at support, if this if this stock was to get hit a little bit, it really looks like there's some strong support between 55, 57, 58 was decent. Um, I just decided to be a little more conservative just in case we got a sign, uh, which I think would make it easier to sell calls. But in this case, uh, you uh, made more money. Hey, the important thing is follow your plan, right? I mean, you sure. got to have a trading plan and you follow it. And uh, this is where you need to make sure that you are in positions that yet you let you sleep at night. If you're waking up in the middle of the night, uh, drenched in sweat, worrying about your positions, you do not have a good trading plan. And this is where for you, you're much happier with the 57. I'm okay with the 58. And uh, this is where even though we trade the same strategy, there's always a, a few variations that you can tailor the strategy to your needs to make sure that this is the perfect trading strategy for you. Absolutely. Everybody's plan should uh, be unique to them, even if uh, there are uh, similarities and a large part of the plan is the same, like it is for the two of us. Yeah. Now, Marcus, one thing that we absolutely agreed on was the opportunity to trade lows. And I see you just brought that up. Uh, that working out nicely. That is working out nicely. Uh, on this uh, earnings drop, we sold the 192.50. Uh, um, yeah, the 192.50. And uh, initially, it dropped below this, but it's bouncing back right now. So this will expire worthless. So um, that, that, that was a nice earnings play here. Yeah, that, and that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, we don't want to get too aggressive with earnings and just assume that they're uh or we're automatically gonna um have an overreaction but but this one with support with the way that it's traded and and just how it moved it, it seemed like a nice way to pick up some premium and if we were to get assigned at 192.50 we would have been content with that happy with that yeah. see it as an opportunity uh but this time uh it puts expiring worthless yeah and then finally, there's my Google position and Google today uh, moving nicely higher uh, after yesterday already having a great move. Uh, so I am assigned at 108. My break even is at 103.46. So right now, uh, I'm not able to sell calls here against my existing position. I did try to fly a rescue mission. I sold puts at the 86 level, was able to close it as Google start rallying. And that's what I'm looking for right now. If Google keeps rallying to be able to sell calls, otherwise I will probably keep selling puts at the 86 level, uh, trying to bring down my, my cost basis here. Because if I would do this and get assigned, my cost basis would be just shy of 100. And uh, I like that a lot. That that works. That yeah. works. So this is what's, uh, what's going on with our positions here. Uh, overall, uh, a really, really good week for trading. Uh, let's take another look at the markets here. Before we do, uh, do you find this helpful? Because if you do, do us a favor and uh, click on like. Uh, this way we know that you're enjoying these types of videos where we run through our positions. 
So yeah, looking at the markets today, um, S&P 500 opening higher, pushing higher right now, hanging out there. So for the past, uh, what, 45 minutes approximately, we have been trading close to highs of the day. So what do you expect for the remainder of the day? Uh, will we continue rallying or will we pull back? You know, I, I think that we're going to probably stay around here, maybe pull back a little bit, but I don't think we're going to take off from here at this point. No, I, I, I think that right now we will probably stay around the 4,000 level. Uh, so I, I hope that we'll close right here at around 4,000. But that's what I expect for today, because there's no more major economic reports that are being released today, unless we have any Fed members saying anything uh, super revealing that we haven't heard just yet. I also believe that we might actually move a little bit lower going into the close and uh, then having another, not another, but having finally a winning week. I mean, especially for the Dow, it has been a while since the Dow had the way, a winning week, right? Yeah. What was it? Five weeks in a, a row, I think. Yeah. So definitely good for the Dow. Little Dow. There you go. <laughs> so... Anyhow, that's what's going on. And uh, well, uh, if you would like to learn more about what we do with this rolling, we did a video uh, that explains more of why we roll calls sometimes. Take a look at this. Uh, have a great weekend. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. Happy trading, everybody.